Hello and welcome to Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host, Kate, and you're listening to episode 11. This episode is going to be the Star Trek animated series episode. Star Trek is something I've loved for a long time. I think I would consider Star Trek probably my first fandom, even before Star Wars or any of the other things I like right now. So it really has a special place in my heart. I have unfortunately not seen all of the original episodes though. Um, I would like to change that someday. And just recently, like, I had heard of the animated series before, but I just realized it was on Netflix and I was like, oh, I've never even seen any of that. So I thought it would be fun to do a commentary episode. Now, I've never done anything like that for Nerd of Paradise before, so it's something new. I know it might not be everybody's cup of tea, so if you're not into commentaries and that sort of thing, hey, it's all good. Maybe just catch the next episode or something. (laughs) But hopefully you will find it entertaining, and it's meant to be watched along with the first episode, but I hope that even if you don't watch it along with that, that this is entertaining enough on its own. If not, I understand. (laughs) don't worry I won't be offended yeah the Star Trek animated series interestingly it is only known as Star Trek I think the animated series part was just kind of added afterwards by fans to distinguish it from the original series which is also just Star Trek so Star Trek the original series ran from September 1966 to June 3rd 1969 So then the animated series picked up in 1973 and lasted until 1974. And the next thing on screen about Star Trek that we saw was the 1979 live action Star Trek, the motion picture, (laughs) which that's like a whole nother episode in itself. (laughs) Most of the crew came back to voice their characters. We got William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, James Duhon, Nichelle Nichols, George Takei, and Majel Barrett. That's pretty awesome that they kept the whole cast like that. I didn't actually realize that, I don't think. Yeah, so far I've only watched the first episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this commentary. And if you have the Star Trek, the animated series available to watch, go ahead and press play when I tell you to. If you're just going to be listening to it, just sit back and listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so if you're planning to watch this episode along with me, go ahead and press play right now. Alright, so we start with the very animated-looking Starfield, and we start with Kirk's uh, basic intro, I guess, to the original series, Space the Final Frontier blah 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 all that it's pretty cool i mean even though it's animated it still looks pretty awesome they're still on their five-year mission seeking out new life forms boldly going where no man has gone before created by gene roddenberry of course and then of course we have the starring voices of william shatner as captain kirk We have Leonard Nimoy as Mr. Spock. And DeForest Kelly as Dr. McCoy. 
1973 is the copyright date, so that's interesting. Uh, Beyond the Farthest Star, written by Samuel A. Peoples. Stardate 5221.3. They're heading beyond the fringes of the galaxy. And there's a mysterious radio mission. They're star charting, so... I'm assuming this is taking place pretty much after the original series. Um, so they're picking up speed. They're having problems aboard the Enterprise. Oh dear. Hmm. Oh. They're reversing course and everything just shook. Crazy. Hypergravity is how Mr. Spock describes it. So a little bit about the animation style here. Um, yeah, it's very flat. Not the greatest animation <laughs> by far. Um, yeah, the people, like, they're like solid colors like even though the whites of their eyes like there is no white of their eye it's whatever color they are so i mean that's interesting okay now they found negative star mass but the reading on it's negative it seems like they're being pulled in and they can't stop it it's almost like there's a tractor beam they have 93 seconds till impact. Uh-oh. Gotta love Ohura. She's pretty awesome. Now there's buzzing. Oh no, this is getting tense. They're still heading towards impact in 40 seconds. They have to try to get in orbit. Oh no. What's gonna happen? <laughs> Actually, no, I've watched this a couple times already. But it's still suspenseful. Ah! They're gonna... Oh, oh they made it. They didn't hit. Phew. That was close. Hmm. So this is actually interesting. I'm looking on the Wikipedia page and it says um, early filmation proposal for this series had children assigned each of the senior officers as cadets, including a young Vulcan for Mr. Spock. That would have been really interesting, actually. Hmm. Apparently, somewhere along the line, they lost that idea. Oh, back to the episode. Um, there's this weird, colorful, floating, organic-looking thing in the sky. It's a starship, not like anything I've ever seen. It's huge. It's, like, way bigger than the Enterprise. It's not possible. They're saying the ship is dead. Temperature is absolute zero. No thermal reading to support life. And no energy store. 
to send messages. There's a magnetic flux reading though. Hmm. Very interesting. Probability 0.997, Captain. <laughs> Gotta love Spock. Spock has always been one of my favorites. <laughs> He's so funny. It's been in orbit for more than 300 million years. That's a long time, man. So she's saying that it has grace and beauty. Wow. Before life even emerged on Earth. So they're looking for the ship's power. They're assuming they had warp drive. Um, and they are planning a mission to board the ship. Are there any red shirts that are going on this mission? <laughs> oh yeah, there is one. <laughs> They're uh, getting transported as we speak. Some interesting transporter effects there for a cartoon. Not the worst, I guess. So they have these belt things, I guess, that are like life support belts and they must like put this energy field to protect them, I guess. Has that been in any of the shows? I don't recall ever seeing that. Okay, so now they're on this weird organic ship looking thing. It's really pretty actually. It's like really nice pastel blues and purples and greens. Um, they're saying that it was spun like a spider web. And it's a lighter and stronger material than anything that they've seen. And all these little pod things have been burst open from the inside, it looks like. Oh, and that's a good point. Spock says it probably wasn't an accident because accidents don't have that much system. The crew destroyed themselves. Dun, dun, dun. Commercial break. And we're back. The Enterprise is flying by. Captain's log. He's talking about beaming aboard. Now they're just recording all the data. He will report later for the full log. <laughs> I like the music. I gotta say, like, the music's pretty good for this animated series. Now they're not getting the radio um, reading from the ship. So for Ohura, they also um, have Nichelle Nichols. So it looks like um, they do have most of the original cast as the voices for this. So that's kind of cool. Oh, now they're registering energy little but it's building wow so it's been there for millenniums and it's still registering a reading of energy that's pretty crazy motion sound light heat hmm. so this ship is designed to receive and give energy I guess oh now he says he feels like something's watching it and Spock all goes all logical on them. 
there's no one there watching us, blah, blah, blah. Famous last words, Mr. Spock. Yeah. Keep going. So they carry on and they keep exploring. It does seem like someone's watching them, though. Oh, they found, like, a door thing. <laughs> Spock just uses the phaser on the control panel to open it. So now we're going from, like, it looking really organic to a very geometric and angular room, which I think is the control room of some sort. They still have all their little energy fields around. Oh, they got trapped in the room. There's, like, all these weird little apparatus things and lights blinking. There's artificial gravity. Artificial gravity. I can't see the word. Artificial gravity. Enterprise. Oh, no. They can't communicate to the Enterprise. There's interference. Now he's trying to cut his way out of there. Oh, phaser thing doesn't even work. They're trapped. Something drained all the energy. How come it didn't drain the energy from their bodies then? Hmm, is that a plot hole? So, they're still trying to like figure out what's happening. So yeah, this was the control center. Um, I think they're trying to turn it on, press the buttons and see what they can find out. There was apparently some sort of emergency Ooh, they were trying to shield it from whatever came on board. No known form of life. Good point, Spock. The door. Um, it's like buzzing and looking like it's gonna open. Something's trying to get in. Um, is it gonna hold? What's happening? Oh, now something's coming on the screen. Ooh. Oh, something's talking to them on the screen. Lights are flashing violently. <laughs> it's very trippy looking. Whoa. There's this weird... Okay, on the screen, there's this purple, like, leaf head alien thing. Um, apparently some sort of warning. Message from 300 million years ago. Um... Let's see what it says to them. Oh, Spock's trying to get the translation. All the buttons are lighting up. It's very 70s. But I like it. Oh, uh, hurry up, Spock. Something's gonna get in that door. You can do it, Spock. Distorted alien voice. Danger, danger. The dead star, we have been drawn to it. Rather than carry this malevolent life form to other worlds, we have decided to destroy our own ship. There's no other answer. If you understand this message, you are protected only for this moment. In this room. This thing at once. Oh, and then it blows up! Everything is blowing up! That's not good. So, that voice was, like, that creepy, like, murder voice that you hear on, like, scary movies when the murderer calls. 
Okay, they're beaming out. Ooh. Cartoon explosions. Now they're back to the Enterprise. They were able to beam them aboard right after or before the explosion. Scotty's getting them on board as we speak. There they are. They're on the transporter pads. Oh no, something beamed on board with you. There's like this green gas blob thing. <laughs> oh, now Kirkland. Oh no, it's like taking over them. The green gas is like controlling them now. And it's going all over the ship. I feel like I've seen this before on Star Trek. Um, I feel like this is a plot point that's happened a lot. Like some mysterious entity takes over the ship. Uh, okay, what does it want though? Does it want to learn about the humans? Or is it really after the ship? Hmm. So now the entire Enterprise is glowing that green color. Oh, and it stopped. <laughs> There's this scene that it's like an overview of the entire bridge. And it's just like, it looks like they're all just like laying there dead. But I think it's just a clip that they recycle <laughs> for the animated series. So they all seem to be fine. So it's on the ship with them. So they had to, the other ship had to destroy itself. And Kirk's saying they need to be prepared to do the same. That is one, that's just one of the tough decisions. That's just one of the tough decisions you have to make when you're in Starfleet, I guess. It's fluctuating like a pulsating rhythm, like the beating of a heart. Hmm. So is it alive? What is life? Life support belts again. <laughs> Those are pretty cool. I wish life support belts were real. I would buy one. Now they're having trouble in the engineering core. Oh. Bones is being summoned. They gotta get all the life support on. For the humans. <laughs> oh, cartoon running is the best. <laughs> oh no! The red shirt. He looks like he's dead and he's being taken over by the green gas stuff. Oh, he's not dead. He's talking. But he's like trapped. Um. So, yeah. Did they save him? What's happening? I think he's, he's using that some phaser thing to like save this guy that's trapped. Um, is it going to work? Seems like it's working. Yep. Yay. He's, it's gone and he's saved. Oh no, the phaser banks are being activated. Uh oh. Oh, it's shooting the pretty alien ship thing. They activated themselves. Um. Let's see. What is going on now? 
Now they're having more energy draining problems. And life support's being shut down. The computers. So this alien presence is going through all their computers. That's pretty rude, alien. Like, there's probably, like, stuff people don't want you reading on there. <laughs> but now the alien knows everything. Everything about Starfleet and all the people on board. Still can't get that magnetic flux reading, huh? So the magnetic force of the dead star. So he needs a crew to maintain it. Oh, now the alien's talking to them. He's been waiting for them <laughs> for so long. Now the screens are all freaking out. Oh, they turned off. And it absorbed the memory of the banks. The alien's telling him to remove the shield. And Kirk's like, well, you shut down life support and you endangered my crew. Restore the systems first. And he's like, non-essential systems? No. If I refuse, oh, he's going to get zapped just like that if he refuses. Oh, he's shooting them all. And he's like, obey me. Obey me! Do it now! That's my new catchphrase. Obey me! Oh, Kirk and... Oh, wait. Kirk's okay. Spock looks like he kind of collapsed. Um, I think they're gonna put those life belts to good use again. Oh, no, wait. Oh, wait. He, he put the life belt on the console. It's still trying to get them to obey him. Um, he goes, he tells him, go ahead and repair it. Magnetic organism without mass. It's capable of symbiotic relationship with a host body. A starship, for instance. It's a form of primal energy and it can utilize electronic control systems of a starship. Like the mind of a man. And it uses neural control systems of the human body. So it's basically like the Enterprise now. And the humans are the life support organisms in its body. That's kind of an interesting concept. Why don't they just keep it? Like, they can just work for it. It can be their boss. <laughs> um, I guess they don't want that. So a slingshot effect would take them out of orbit. And he needs uh, Spock to compute it in his mind since systems are offline. So, this is a good, that was a good close-up of Mr. Spock. I like it. Let's see. So, he's going to try to, like, slingshot the Enterprise out of that orbit to save them from the magnetic organism. <laughs> I love the alien voices. They're so good. So, like, retro and classic. I love it. Let's see. Oh, it could take over like whole planets? That would not be good. It's going that. Obey me! Obey me! 
So they're still trying to manually activate the manual controls. Obey! <laughs> oh, Kirk. What is Kirk doing? I think he's putting in um, Spock's alternate coordinates to slingshot them away. Now they're falling into the dead sun. Oh, and Kirk's like... Oh, he's being zapped again. He's kind of calling this alien's bluff because they're heading straight into the moon planet thing, whatever that is. And so he's like, yeah, go towards it. And the alien's like, no, don't do that. Obey me. Obey me. Um, but Kirk's like, no, we're going to crash into it. We die, you die. And he's like, stand by. The alien's like, no. And then it's getting scared, so it like let's go and it leaves the enterprise and everything and now the alien it's like transferred over to the planet thing i think yeah so i guess that made that the alien like get stuck on that planet you just see like this green glow around the planet And now it's just stuck on that planet and it's like crying and it's like, don't leave me, please. Don't leave me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Good job, Enterprise. You just like banished that life form to a lifetime of loneliness and sadness. I hope you're happy. Okay, now they're back to their mission of star charting. And that's a wrap for the first episode of Star Trek, the animated series. Alright, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun doing it and I hope that showed through. Star Trek is so awesome and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface so maybe I'll have to revisit Star Trek, especially if I get a lot of good feedback from this episode. But yeah, I would love to dive into, you know, original Star Trek, some of the other series. And maybe get like more interviews with the actors or writers or producers or that sort of thing. That would be really cool. And speaking of Star Trek, you can go back and listen to my interview with Denise Crosby. That was in episode 7, my Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest episode. As always, thanks for listening to Nerd of Paradise. And I do apologize for the lack of episodes lately. It's just been a combination of me being busy and people I've been trying to get interviews with being busy and it's just kind of hard to coordinate these things sometimes. So, But rest assured, there are more episodes of Nerd of Paradise coming and they're going to be awesome. For instance, I think the next one I need to try to get out is still that uh, internet famous episode where I interview David after dentist. So that's probably my next priority is to try to get that one out. But in the meantime, thanks so much for listening, and I love to hear feedback, so if you got anything to say, be sure to drop me a line on Twitter, that's at N of Peapod, or you can send an email at hello at nerdofparadise.net, and you can check out the website, nerdofparadise.net. I think that's going to do it for me this time, so it's been lovely talking to you. All right, so I'm going to leave you with a quote from Gene Roddenberry himself. He says, Star Trek says that it has not all happened. It has not all been discovered. 
that tomorrow can be as challenging and adventurous as any time man has ever lived. So there you go. That's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, live long and prosper.